I was really tired, got sick really easily, really sore muscles. I lost 11 kilos in about seven months. I would spend all day either in bed or on the couch. Like moving to the couch was seen as like a good day because I was able to actually get out of bed, walk to the couch and then just lie there all day and then go have a shower at the end of the day. But I, I remember at the worst of it, the process of just having a shower was so exhausting for me that like I had to sit there for 50 minutes just to get the energy to dry myself off and take myself to bed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this Chronic Fatigue Syndrome Recovery interview with Nicholas Hendry. Nicholas, hello. Thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate it. My pleasure uh, to be here. I was really excited when I got that email to invite me onto the podcast. So happy to be here. Yeah, I mean, it's just so cool to be able to share your story of hope and inspiration and you going through, you know, Chronic Fatigue Syndrome firsthand and me witnessing that, you know, watching you kind of struggle and then, you know, see your journey. And then obviously now you living a full life. It's, it's pretty cool. You've got a few extra add-ons now. You've got the beard, which you didn't have back in the program. It's looking very good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely new. But yeah, like I had chronic fatigue when I first got on well, when I was 18 and it really sucked. I'd finished, I graduated high school and then in the following January, so I had like a month out of high school, I got really sick with a viral infection. But, you know, at the time I was just like, oh, you're young, you know, bounce back after a week kind of thing. Didn't really, didn't really like stop to, you know, think about it. And so because I just finished high school, like I moved down to Brisbane, which was, which is our state's capital city for we non-Australians and I started uni but once I started uni I got sick again and I was really unwell for like weeks and it was it was probably like one of the worst illnesses that I ever had I was so but basically like I never recovered from being sick that second time and as a result I was just too sick to continue with uni so I had to withdraw from uni and come back live with my mum but and so that went on for like a couple months of just me being really sick and tired. And then I remember, I think it was about June of that year. So I'd kind of been sick for about five, six months. And my mum was like, okay, this is ridiculous. You've been sick for so long. Let's take you to the doctor. So we went to the doctor and I'm sure like this is a familiar experience with like, you know, others who have had CFS or other chronic health conditions. They did all the tests under the sun. and nothing like there was nothing the test showed that there was nothing wrong with me like I you know that everything should be healthy and the doctor was like well I don't really know what's going on so and like during this time that first year I was sick it was really hard for me because I was 18 you know it was supposed to be like the year of you know moving out of home Mm. like having lots of fun and really you know venturing out into the adult world but like I was just stuck at home constantly sick constantly tired so like that was really hard mentally and emotionally for me. And it was also quite hard because I have a, a twin brother. And so watching him, you know, be able to like experience all this, his life and have a lot of fun and like, you know, not be sick at all was like quite hard for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. It was, that was, yeah, really tough. But anyway, like after I was still sick for a while and then my mum actually, you know, she did some research and she found you and cfs health and you know got me to watch a couple of your 
YouTube videos. And then that's where we kind of like, okay, you know, I've got chronic fatigue, like I've got all the symptoms. And so that was kind of, we never, I never really got like an official diagnosis from a doctor, but it was just kind of like a process of, you know, elimination. There was nothing else really wrong with me yet. You know, I was really tired, got sick really easily, really sore muscles. I lost 11 kilos in about seven months. So like, you know, there was clearly something wrong with me. Mm. But yeah, then I found the CFS health page and kind of having, having that diagnosis and, you know, seeing, like seeing that, you know, you had CFS and you got better and like all the other guests that you interviewed, like that was kind of really inspiring. But yeah, I was still sick for, I was really sick for probably three years. And yeah, I was just the worst of it. Like I couldn't get out of bed. I, I, I kind of tell people like at the worst of it, this is kind of the example I use, but like I would spend all day either in bed or on the couch, like moving to the couch was seen as like a good day. Cause I was able to actually get out of bed, walk to the couch and then just lie there all day and then go have a shower at the end of the day. But I, I remember at the worst of it, like just, I would get out of the shower and just be so tired from like having to, you know, wash myself and be in the shower that I would sit on the end of the edge of the bath until I had enough energy to like dry myself and take myself to bed. And I remember one time, I think I sat there for about 50 minutes on the end of the bath just because I just couldn't, I was too, I just couldn't get up. I was too, the, the process of just having a shower was so exhausting for me that like I had to sit there for 50 minutes just to get the energy to dry myself off and take myself to bed. Mm. So yeah, it was really hard for quite a number of years and I was still trying to make myself go to work for the first, I think, two and a half years, which was a really, in hindsight, a really terrible thing to do. But I eventually, I think why I continued to go to work was that I was still like, I really didn't want to give up that because I'd given up so much, like with uni, being able to exercise because I was quite fit before I got sick you know, I was hardly seeing my friends and I'm like, I don't want to give up on work. Like, this is like the one thing I have in my life. Mm. But eventually, like I reached a point that's like, it's not, I'm going to work and then I'm working like, you know, I think I was only doing like 10 hours a week. I was doing like 10 hours a week. And then like every two weeks, I would just be crashing because I was, it was still, that was still too much for me. And so then I'd have to take like three weeks of work and then I'd go back to work for two weeks and then crash and then take three weeks of work. And it just really, like, it wasn't working out. And so then I decided to, it's like, okay, I need to stop work and just rest. And I think it was about this time that I discovered the CFS mentorship program. And I think being a part of that really helped, like, kind of actually kickstart the recovery process. Like, I, f- I found that was really good, being in the mentorship. The I can kind of, yeah, like talk about my experience in the mentorship. Well, well um, before we do that, you've summarized it really well. Like I didn't realize you had a twin brother who, like that would have been tough, I reckon, you know. It, like, yeah, it was. It, it was yeah. quite hard. And like, yeah. And not he didn't his, mean to, you know. No, not his fault. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. But it's just like, it's hard to just like watch him go and just, you know, go out and, do things and like get a job and then he went to uni and then I'm just sitting at home and be like I've just been watching movies all day 
or like on a really good day, I would be like, okay, I've, I played Xbox for two hours and that was a good day. And that was really hard because like, you know, he was still living it for a little bit when I first got sick and I'm like, okay. And then, you know, him coming home and me seeing like what he did with the day. I'm like, cool. <laughs> I can't do that. Mm. Yeah. So that was really tough. Did, did you suffer things like brain fog as well? Like you mentioned- Oh yeah. The brain fog was really bad, particularly in that first year. Like, oh, it was, it was really bad. I was just forgetting. I just could I just could not think. And I remember one time I had to pick up my mum from the mechanic because she, she dropped her car off at the mechanic. And this is like the family mechanic. We'd been going to him for years. So, you know, I, I knew how to get there. But I just remember when I was driving there, I just could not for the life of me remember how to get to the mechanic's place. Mm. And I was just kind of like, I think it's this direction. And just I I did get there eventually, but I'm just like, I it was yeah it was it was kind of scary in in the moment because i'm like i can't i just can't remember where the mechanic is but fortunately just through kind of like driving around i did get there mm. but yeah it was it was really bad it's just you just can't like think properly and that was really hard as well mm, mm. yeah so it wasn't just the physical symptoms but you had those cognitive issues too. yeah yep yep, um, yep so yeah you kind of went around in circles for a bit it sounds like you typical kind of doctor experience not to yeah yeah not to yeah. bash doctors because there's some great ones out there but you know it's very common that we and you met so many other members throughout the process too but yeah so common that those that most members kind of have that experience of like yeah sorry there's nothing we can do good luck yeah um, yeah exactly and that was pretty much my experience as well which at the time it can be like really disheartening because you're like oh great like what am I supposed to do then you know like how is is there anything I can do to get better so that's really yeah really hard it's horrible you know Mm. it's one of the reasons why CFS Health started in the first place is just for that to not happen anymore okay so fast forward a few years you you know you kind of you didn't have any help you were you were doing the best with what you could obviously and which you know is is a good effort in itself. Your mum discovered CFS Health. What did you think yeah. originally? You know, I think there's there's kind of sometimes it's really annoying when family members <laughs> show you things. Like, you know, obviously it sounds like you had a great relationship with your mum, but you know, sometimes it's like, oh, you try this, try this. Oh, I heard this supplement's good. Do that. Like, what did what did your mom like? Where were you at when she was like, oh, what about this? Like, do you think you would you like to try this? I think. Like initially, I was a bit, I think, resistant to it because I think in the early stages, it was, and it probably wasn't until like I I stopped work, I was still very much in denial that like I'll just wake up and it'll be better. Mm. So I'm very much like, oh, you know, I don't, you know, I don't really need to try this. I don't really need to do this. But I did, I did find just being able to see like you and hear you share your experience of going through it and recovering. I think that that was very like inspiring because it's like I knew then okay like I can get better like I can do it but yeah I think initially I was very you know resistant to kind of try anything different and really try and get help and again I think it's just part of you know I was 18 when I first got sick and you know trying to be like independent be like I don't need help I don't need help Mm. but yeah eventually you know as I said, after I think it was about two and a half years of being sick, I kind of realized like, okay, I need to actually do something about this. 
Yeah, because I was gonna say, I feel like when you joined, you were ready. I, you know, your attitude. Oh, I, uh, yeah, your attitude yeah, was just yeah. so brilliant. I like, I. It's been years since we've caught up. You know, like, you know, it's been years since you did the program. But I just even remember back then when you joined, like, I just remember you introducing yourself and just like you were always so present and active and always asking questions to the members and to the coaches and you were just always curious and it was just really impressive to say like a, a young young guy like yourself do that you know because yeah yeah but like yeah so I guess you answered that question really of like you just got to the point where I was like all right something needs to change and I need to be part of that change yeah, exactly and I I think actually Gemma who is she still the mindset yeah, yeah, so resident head, head, head yeah, anyway. you know, one of our head coaches. Oh, one, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, rem- I think she said something. It's like, I can't remember like the exact saying, but it's like, you know, people only change when they have, you know, they've suffered enough and they want to change. And I think that that, that was kind of where I was at. Like I had, I had really stubbornly for like two and a half years refused to, you know, kind of admit that I needed help and kind of refused to, you know, except that, you know, things needed to change. But as I said, like it eventually got to the point where I was like taking so much time off work that it really wasn't, it wasn't doing me any favors being there. And I just like, that was kind of like the last thing that I was hanging on to for like a normal life. And I think once that, once that was gone, I kind of just like realized like, okay, I've, you know, I don't want to be like this anymore. You're like, I've suffered enough. I've kind of lost everything pretty much. And then I was like, okay, you know, like I'm ready, but it did, it took a lot of work to, to get to that stage. And I think, and I'm sure like a lot of other people who have had chronic fatigue and other health issues can kind of relate to this, but particularly in the first year, I was, I was very depressed about the situation. Mm. And I think in, in that state, like I was not kind of ready to receive help, but yeah, I think once I kind of like suffered enough and kind of worked through some of the mental stuff that was going on I was like okay I need to you know I need to get help I want to get help I'm ready I'm ready to do you know whatever it takes to get better so I think yeah I was definitely you know really in the right mindset when the mentorship came along I think it definitely yeah it came at the right time for sure Mm, I agree you were you were just ready to make changes but it sounds like it was a lead up until that point to yeah get there all right cool so you join the mentorship program you're kind of ready you've been through hell and back basically and the isolation and loneliness what was it like i want to talk about i'd love to just kind of break down some things that you found most helpful like not not the program but the the actual like what you applied through the program so we might talk about your baseline you know and you know whatever comes up love to hear Mm. about i think that'll be really helpful but uh, uh, yeah. what, was, what was it like when you joined and all of a sudden you were surrounded by like a bunch of other people who just supported and encouraged and cheerleaded yeah. on? Yeah. I think that was really great. I think like that alone is worth uh, like joining the mentorship because be- having chronic fatigue and having other, you know, chronic illnesses, it is very isolating. And I found that my, yeah, I was living with my mum. She was very supportive and she did a lot for me, but shout out to uh, mum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shout out to mum. <laughs> but she, you know, she she hasn't she wasn't living through it and she mm. hadn't had any serious health problems before. So she 
she could never really understand like the struggle and how hard it is and being in that mentorship where people was like I've had the same experience you know like I've struggled with you know anxiety I've struggled with baselines I've struggled with whatever it is like that was really really good it just made me feel less alone and I knew that what like what I was struggling with what I was going through you know everyone else there was had experienced the same thing and it was really good to to not really have to like explain yourself too much to just know that everyone understood what you were going through like that was really great and a lot of the I think it was we did coaching calls twice a week they were just really good like the the learning that we did with Toby and Gemma was that was good that was helpful but just talking to the other members of the group and hearing their experiences and you know sharing what had worked for you and what hadn't worked like Mm. just that kind of community was just really great and I've even stayed in contact with a few of the the people that I went through the membership with and it's just like such a that sense of community was just really awesome and I think it really gave me uh, a lot of the the motivation and accountability to like apply what we were learning about I just think that that was really great I do think you know being in the mentorship absolutely like helped my recovery and yeah I think a big part of that was being in a community of people that had that were experiencing the same thing Mm. So yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, everyone everyone says the same thing. Uh, and it's something that you kind of don't expect when you join because it's just like, you know, you're not joining for community, obviously. You're joining to get better. But part of getting better is having that community and there's there's an energy exactly. and a purpose that you kind of yep. get with that. And, yep. and I vividly remember how, you know, how much you got from it, but how much you gave back to. And I think giving back for you was part of, your your progress was like as you were getting better you were sharing what was working for you I think even on a coaching call you 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 know you were able to share that with everyone listening and yeah I think that's really powerful too okay cool oh exactly exactly yeah what what were what were some of the things that you implemented that helped you the most throughout your journey I think you know the idea of baseline and working out what you can actually do within a day without any, you know, setbacks or pain or tiredness the next day. I think that was really good. And, you know, also kind of understanding that, you know, baseline's not like a straight line. It's, it's not like every day is going to get better. It's, you know, more of like a a wave kind of thing and understanding like it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to do less if that's you know, if you're feeling uh, a bit more tired that day, like that's okay. And I also think for me, like what I really got out of it was a lot of like the mindset stuff that we went through with Gemma, I think was really, really useful. And I think one thing from that mindset section that stuck with me was, again, like I can't remember the exact phrasing Gemma used, but the idea is that like often how we react to things in the present is it's not so much like what's happening in the present like if we get angry about something it may not necessarily be like what's happening to us in the present but it's like we're Mm -hmm. being angry about things that have happened in the past that we haven't maybe resolved and yeah I I just remember now another thing that Gemma said is like what like what story are you telling yourself about this reaction so like when you are feeling anxious like why are you feeling anxious like what 
are you what are you telling about yourself like mm. i struggled a lot with perfectionism and like really pushing and trying that's right, like huh? my absolute best and giving it like 110 <laughs> percent and i just remember yeah. yeah 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 and i think i remember Gemma was saying like, like a lot of that anxiety around you know gotta do more gotta be more like i was telling myself that like the subconsciously what i was telling myself was like i'm not good enough mm. and all like the succeed is doing a hundred percent and kind of realizing that you i kind of realized you know like a lot of yeah a lot of like this anxiety and anger that was kind of like a default reaction i realized like oh there's it's there's other stuff going on and just realizing that it makes you you can kind of like take a step back from that anger and be like oh you know i'm not really angry at this situation and i found that that was really helpful and i think since being part of the mentorship i definitely have become a lot less like emotionally reactive to things and i think that i think learning about your emotional reactions and your mindset is kind of a i guess like a side benefit of you know recovering from cfs because you really i think you recovering from cfs and really doing that work i think as part of that you kind of have to unpack like why did I end up where I did? And, uh, you know, CFS, a lot of, like in my experience, it was like the outside trigger was these really bad viral infections. But I also came to realize that like a lot of, um, you know, I was pushing myself a lot. I was doing, I was working, I was at uni, I was going to the gym and swimming like four or five times a week. And I think you know, in hindsight, I think I was doing too much, which probably led to me getting sick, which then, you know, triggered the whole CFS thing. And yeah, I think taking that time to kind of work out, you know, your behaviors and your thought patterns, which may have contributed to you getting sick in the first place, I think was really helpful. And I think that that dealing with those like mental, emotional things really helped with my recovery. And, you know, mindset is a big part of the CFS health mentorship and I think I, I really got a lot out of doing doing that work I think that that was really helpful and That's like the stuff that I've learned there has like really benefited my life now that I have recovered so true like we we often say this isn't a recovery program this is a life program but uh, yeah yep yep one of the things yep. I'll just speak quickly to as well is like yeah mindset is so important but that doesn't mean it's a mindset problem that that yeah yep you know, I think some people can get easily offended when it's just like, oh, are you just saying it's all in your mind? It's like, no. Yeah, no, no, no. Mindset matters so much because it's like yeah. from there, what do you do with your behavior and your actions, which is yeah, 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 obviously yeah. a byproduct of doing that mindset work. But it yeah, takes yeah, a holistic exactly. approach and it takes everything. It's oh, like for sure. Baseline, nutrition, yeah. mindset. But I think you came into it at the right time with yep. your mindset to make those changes and become aware because ultimately what you're saying mm. is like, you know you're able to take a step back and have a calmer response yep. not reaction response and yep. that was able to calm your nervous system and I remember you doing all this work like I remember the progresses you were making and yep. perfectionism yep. was a huge one that took a little while to get rid of basically is this yep. Yep. This one hundred and ten percent perfection yep. person yep. all the time was freaking exhausting. 
Oh, yes. Tiring. <laughs> I love so that. Tiring. So it's like you reverse engineered it. You know, I think a lot of people at home struggle with the same thing. But what you're telling me here is that like I, the way I reverse engineered letting that perfectionism go is by actually looking deeper beyond why mm. am I trying to be perfect right now? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Where's that coming yeah, from? Exactly. Where did this yeah, come yeah. from? Yeah. And yeah, diving yeah. deeper. Love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. What else did you find that significantly helped you through your, you know, your recovery and your progress? Like obviously getting your baseline right, being able to do your day-to-day without feeling worse the next day obviously is a is a game changer. Maintaining that and progressing that is what you did. The mindset stuff. Was there any nutrition and movement stuff that you implemented throughout your journey? Yeah, I do remember I was eating pretty healthy most of the time but I think that yeah the nutrition it's reminded me of a, another good point I was also about a, a few years into the when I was um, being sick I got I don't know why I just had a blood test done and I realized that I was iron deficient and I think when I then fixed that which took a little while I had to take some iron supplements and then you know introduce a bit more red meat into my diet. But once I fixed that, I did notice a bit of a improve. And I think like if there's a bit of one kind of advice that I can give to um, people who do have CFS and are struggling with health conditions is just go and make sure that like everything else is good. Like, you know, cover your bases. 100%. Like, are you, yeah, like for me, you know, iron deficient, like that was an easy fix. Um, fixing your sleep if you've got a bad sleep um routine is good doing making sure you're getting daily exercise and movement even if that's really gentle i think is really important and so yeah make sure all your basics and like everything else is good and you know you'll probably find that that's going to make a huge difference but yeah i think the one other thing and this was more so i think after i had recovered a bit and had more energy to do things is well going in and doing things and like the only way I think that I got better was, you know, to slowly introduce more into my, into my daily routine. But, you know, in saying that you you do have to be careful and it's like, you need to be constantly assessing like, okay, did I do too much this time? And then, you know, dial it back because another, another thing that I struggled with when I kind of left the mentorship and was getting back, slowly getting back into life. When I went back to work, I found that, really mentally I was so anxious about that and I, I went through like a lot of you know meditation and mental exercises to help with that but I think the the biggest thing which helped get rid of that anxiety was simply showing up to work initially I was only doing one three hours a week mm-hmm. and just doing showing up every week and training my brain to be like no you you know work is you can do this it's not a place where you need to be anxious mm. and i kind of applied that with you know everything when i started going back to the gym which was a couple of years later and initially again that was quite you know anxiety juicing because in the past when i was sick doing exercise was always like a disaster mm. but and so again yeah, i was quite anxious about doing that but by slowly and consistently you know going to the gym i think i was doing once or twice a week is how I started and just doing that 
consistently until you know i got to a place was like i love going to the gym now it's there's no anxiety around that at all so yeah i think because you're healthy as well like the other thing is is like you're healthy as you're progressing you're getting healthier and stronger anyway so you're building up your your capacity which appropriately meant that you could go to the gym it's just that like you said you just had to pattern interrupt that old thought yeah exactly yeah and and, and build a new one which is so good yep so yeah i think that was that's been a really yeah good lesson is that yeah to interrupt those those sorts and those patterns you need to kind of replace those sorts of like different experiences and different you know successes yeah that's like that's just yeah there was so much that i learned from being in the mentorship like i could talk about it for hours and hours it really really did help a lot you almost uh you were you were giving out so much advice just before you left because you were doing so well you know as you as you progressed over that 12 months when you were with us like i just remember like i'm like man nick nick could be nicholas could be a good coach one day i'm like the way the way he's going where are you at now and like what's a day in the life of nick now give us an update what you know you're obviously going to the gym you're working you're growing a seriously cool beard (laughs) yeah so last year i started i returned to uni after i think like eight years or something Uh, oh thank you thank you and i'm halfway through i'm doing a bachelor of secondary education because yeah being I think as you kind of touched on like being in that mentorship and I kind of like oh I actually like teaching and I like helping yeah. people You're and I'm just like oh okay because let's be a teacher and I would never have thought that I would have been a teacher you know when I first left school so and I think that kind of speaks to how transformative you know CFS can be mm-hmm. in changing your your outlook and your values so yeah, I'm doing that. The first semester back at uni was quite challenging because I wasn't really used to that kind of cognitive work. I hadn't really done that for eight yes. years. I'd love to talk about this. And that, yep. Yeah. But because and that was Yeah, go, go, go. I wanna I wanna hear about that. This. Yeah, that was quite hard and I, I I don't think I like I realized like how tiring it can be to like use you know, your brain all day to so like to, to be in classes and, you know, to be taking notes and then, you know, go home, write assignments. I didn't realize like how tiring that can be. And, you know, the, the, the principles that I learned about rest and pacing myself, like physically, you know, like I then had to kind of apply that to, you know, mental exercise as well. And yeah, I, I had to kind of, you know, pace myself and limit how much study I did do because I I found that in that first semester I think I was kind of I think I was kind of pushing myself a bit too much and but after that first semester I kind of got into a bit of a routine kind of knew you know how much of that mental work I can really do in a day kind of space that out better throughout the week and yeah from that from that second semester in my first year things just went so much better well, because also you you have to remember that your brain's not used to eight years of doing nothing. Then yeah, exactly. You exactly, know, and exactly. and this is what I like to talk about because inter- integrating 
back into life what's one of the hard things is to is to distinguish whether or not this is normal tired or inappropriate tired yep yep and we've yep. spoken about this and you know there's trainings in the inside the hub on this but yep. <clears throat> you know for the general population it's it can be hard to distinguish but yeah yes. what you don't realize is probably every other student in that in those classrooms we're feeling the same thing it's just like oh my yeah, God, yeah. my head's so tired like yeah. <sighs> it's concentrated for six hours or whatever it is four hours of lectures and then i've got to do an assessment yeah. like that is uh normal daily tiredness where you know you're not used to that cognitive load anyone who hasn't done yeah. any training or learning for a while it's just like oh, i'm back in the classroom again yeah. and it just is cool that now it's normal because it is normal for you. Yeah, yep. you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, like I've gone back to uni now, really enjoying that. I've got. You're going to be such a good uh, teacher, by the way. Oh, thank you, thank you. What else? Oh, I got two because I was working at uh, Woolworths and RGA, like grocery stores, and but then I actually got two positions at the uni where yeah, I'm working cool. at, and they're definitely like. I guess more challenging jobs than working at a grocery store. And that's, that's been really great. One of the jobs I've got is being a student ambassador for the uni. So actually going into schools and talking to high school kids. And like, I absolutely love that. That's so rewarding. And yeah, that's, that's been really good. So yeah, working as well as studying, going back to the gym. That, as I said, that was really hard when I first went back to the gym, probably for, about six months it was like I would just come back and I'd just be so tired but after that period I actually began to notice like hang on I'm not getting as tired I'm not getting as puffed at the end of this I'm not coming home feeling exhausted and that's that's been that's been absolutely great because I I was really fit before I got sick and I missed exercise I miss running around I miss going to the gym I miss swimming mm. and now being able to to do that a couple times a week is just really great. Mm. And there was even a point of actually riding my bike to uni for a while as well, which was really awesome. And like, again, when I was, when I was unwell, it's like, I could never imagine, you know, riding my bike half an hour, like that'd just be impossible, you know? So that's been really good. And like doing that on top of, you know, going to uni for a full day mm. Mm. was really great. And then I think the other big thing, la no, this year, start of this year, I went to Japan for three weeks to visit my brother who was overseas studying. And this was the first hol- first like really big holiday that I had had in like eight or nine years. First time overseas for like 12 years or something. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like the first big trip that I was doing I, I did go, I did meet up with my brother about halfway through, but like the big kind of the first independent trip and like the first trip that I did, you know, doing by myself, planned by myself, you know, paid for by myself. And like, that was really exciting. And it was so good. Like I, I did so much in Japan, like, you know, spending all day going out, you know, traveling, seeing the attractions. My brother and I went to the snow for a week we did a whole heap of things in the snow like tobogganing we did dog sledding oh my god that sounds so like, fun. It was, wait so what yeah it was dogs are on the front great. of the toboggan yeah yep and we no. we had to had to steer it it was kind of like no a, way. a skateboard or a surfboard you just lean around the corners oh my and that was serious 
Yeah, I think that was the best thing we did in Japan. It was so much fun. Oh um, I'm definitely doing that. That sounds so fun. Yeah. Oh, it's. I would definitely recommend it. It's just yeah, a lot of fun. And the dogs, <laughs> they just they just go. There is there is a break on the sled, and if you want to stop, you really have to like stand on it. You can't like <laughs> be half on the brake. Like you've got to be fully on the brake. Where did you um, do that? Just just in case other people want to go do this, and I certainly do. Where where is this? Was. It was on the Northern Island of Japan, Hokkaido. I can't remember the exact name of the town. I think I'll, I'll get it off you later. That's rush, so good. Yeah, yeah. I can find that out later. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was so much fun. Such a good experience. I did. I did get sick, like on the third day I was there. But I think it was just kind of like a travel flu. Mm. But after after about two or three days, where I did take a little bit easier, I did get over that and could then you know enjoy the rest of the holiday but again like i if you told me like five or six years ago that i would have you know gone to japan for three weeks and did all that i did i just would not believe you like i'd be like no way so that was really great and at the moment i'm because the uni semester is over i'm basically working full-time in my other role at the uni working in student services and like student support and like they're doing I do four or five like eight or nine hour shifts a week and again like if you had told myself that I would be able to do that you know five or six years ago like there'd be no way I was you know five or six years ago I was struggling to do three hours at Woolworths Mm. and you know to be where I am now it's just it's just great. Like I can, I think like the difference is like now I can do basically what I want to in a day without having to worry like, oh, am I going to be crashing tomorrow? Am I going to be too tired to do this other thing that I have to do later in the week? I I don't think about that at all, which is just, it's very, it's very freeing. It's like really empowering to know that, yeah, like I can, I can go and do things, which has just been just been really great so yeah from like being you know in in chronic pain sleeping for like 14 16 hours a day you know barely being able to get out of bed you know sitting on the edge of the bath for 50 minutes after i had a shower mm-hmm. to you know working full time i actually am also doing a exchange program with the uni to canada for a couple of weeks in january which is really awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. I uh, get to go play around in the snow for a few weeks and to just do all that with like no fear, no anxiety about, you know, my health is just like the best thing ever. And like a complete, you know, turnaround from where I was six or eight years ago. And I think it was funny. I think I mentioned in the email that I replied to when you invited me to do this podcast, I think I said, when I like what I really wanted my life when I was sick, I really wanted to, I wanted to go back to uni. I wanted to be able to work. I wanted to do travel. Oh, and the other thing as well, I've, since I've been better now, I've been able to actually, you know, go on dates and meet people. And I've met my current partner now. And I, I think I said in my emails, like though I wanted to go back to uni, be able to work, travel and find a partner. And I'm like, I've I've done that. I've got there. And that's really, you know, that's 
it's it's a good feeling to be able to to say to say that and to you know realize that like I've come so far and achieved all those things is absolutely like absolutely amazing yeah you have and you deserve it you know it's not like this was a walk in the park you've worked oh god no (laughs) you've worked enormously hard for this you know and it's not none of it's luck man like you you know I just remember when we worked together like you were so consistent like your your middle name was consistency and (laughs) even even when it was hard though you know what I mean like even when it was like you didn't feel like it you didn't want to come to a coaching call you didn't want to show up you still did and yeah you deserve it nick big time oh thank you thank you Um, well i think yeah like your mentorship program and those early videos that i watched i think they definitely set me up you know on the right path and in the right direction so you know you know thank you for that yeah my pleasure it's always it's always a pleasure to see people you know change their reality two questions before we wrap this up and thank you again for coming on. Like this is just pure gold. I think so many people are gonna res- or are resonating with this. Number one, there's a bunch of people sitting here right now going, "Oh, I've been thinking about joining the mentorship." They're like, "Oh, should I? Should I not?" Or maybe they just joined, but they're still a bit like worried. Is it gonna work? Uh, what would your advice be to those people? I'd take the plunge. Like I can understand it. You know, it might be scary to to make that commitment and try, you know, something new, but serious, I, I really got a lot out of it. And I think as we were talking about earlier, the, the sense of community that you get from being in a group with people who are experiencing the same things, or, you know, like your coaches, Toby and Gemma, who have experienced it and recovered. So many more coaches now as well, since, since you've left uh, yeah, there's heaps more. (laughs) Oh, wow. And same thing, like they've all been through it and yeah yeah like that's being a part of that group is just the best thing and having those weekly coaching calls is i think that's what kept me inspired and motivated to you know continue making progress and you know as toby said be consistent i think having that accountability was really great and you know you get access to all the other you know modules and um learning activities that toby's made and yeah it's just it's 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 gold it's it's really useful and so yeah i i could not speak highly enough about the mentorship so if you're thinking about it definitely join it you know you won't regret it Hmm. lastly program aside it's kind of irrelevant at the end of the day what's most important is people have hope um people Hmm. have you know inspiration and and whether someone does a program or not doesn't matter what does matter is people you start improving their life what Mm. if you could depart one bit of wisdom today to people who are sitting there just like yeah just struggling what would that be i think it would be like have faith that it can get better you know if you're willing to to do the work and it is it is hard work. You know, there will be setbacks dealing with and dealing with like the, the mindset and the mental side can be quite, you know, challenging to confront these beliefs and behaviors that you've maybe had for years and years or like your whole life, like that can be hard. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't deny that it, it will probably be one of the hardest things you ever do in your life, but 
it is so worth it to, you know, to get through that because the other side is, is so much better. And I think I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but I think the person that I am now compared to the person that I was before I got sick, I think I'm a completely different person. And I think that I am a better person because of, you know, doing all this work and self-improvement has made me a better person. So I think, yeah, no, it can get better. Know that it will probably make you a better person to do the work. And yeah, I think, you know, everyone deserves to be able to live, you know, a life that's meaningful for them. And, you know, I think, yeah, doing this work, getting involved, like that's just, yeah, keep in mind where you want to be and like what kind of life you want to have. And, you know, you will, you will get there if you stay consistent, stay hopeful, you know, you, you can do it. So good. I've missed you. It's been awesome. <laughs> it's been years. And uh, like I said, you know, I never forgot how, how awesome you were in the mentorship. You're always giving sage advice and sharing all your wisdom. And I'm so excited for your, for you and your future too. You know, like this is, I know, I mean, you've just done, accomplished all your goals, but um, yeah, I'm excited to see where you go and, and the people that you impact in, in your world as well. You're creating yeah. a big ripple effect too. So Thanks so much for jumping on, Nicholas. Freaking all good. I was so excited to be a part of this. So yeah, yeah, I'm glad it's been good. (laughs) It's so good, man. All right. We'll catch up soon. Have a great time in Canada. And I'll be in touch about these, the dog sledding thing in Japan. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, it was so good. So good. So good. Thanks so much, man. Speak to you soon. No worries. Okay. Thank you, Teddy. Bye. Hey. I hope this video was really helpful for you. If you haven't already, please hit the like button and feel free to leave a comment. What was your takeaway, your insight from today's video? It's really helpful to actually write your learnings down. We seem to embed it better and it seems to help us move forwards with life. Here are three ways we can help you right now whenever you're ready. The first way is make sure you add yourself into our free information recovery group on Facebook. We'll leave a link in the description below. It's a really supportive, encouraging place. There's no negative venting. You can ask questions to other people. There's something like seven, 8,000 people in there right now. And I'm sure by the time you're watching this video, there's even more. So go over there right now. We share success stories. We share our latest free trainings that come to the public. And we always share upcoming information about upgrades inside our program. And also when we offer free webinars or free information nights that can further help you with your own recovery. The second way we can help you, which is one of my favorite, is through all our free trainings. We're going to leave a link in the description with our favorite free trainings that we know can help you start your recovery, whether that's through our baseline training, which will help you stop pushing and crashing, our three stages of recovery to figure out exactly where you're at and know what to do next, or my favorite, which is our guest panel workshop, which was actually exclusive for our members. It was so damn good that I actually asked them, can we share this to the public? They all said yes, all five of them. So thank you past members. They share their five recovery secrets and it's really powerful. There's tears, there's aha moments, there's real key insight. 
and inspiration. And so whether you're a one out of 10 and you're really struggling right now, or whether you're further along in your recovery journey and you're integrating back into life, we have you covered. The third way we can help you is through our actual paid online recovery program, the Mentorship Recovery Program. And if you are interested in getting proper help, a holistic comprehensive plan, professional coaching from the best coaches in the world, whether that's with mindset, movement, nutrition, restorative movement, reconditioning, integrating back into life, integrative medicine, baseline, structure, routine, accountability, all things health and life. Feel free to apply for the program today. All you need to do is click on the form, cfshealth.com slash form, fill out the short two to three minute form application and the team will be in touch with all the details that you need to know about the program via email. So make sure you check your spam folder for all the free trainings. If you've sent through an application, please be patient. My team are real people, okay? They're not robots. So if we don't get back to you within seconds or hours, it's okay. <laughs> we will get back to you. If you don't hear from the team within two to three days, that means that it's basically gone to spam or junk and it's gone missing. So please send a follow-up email to the team at info at cfshealth.com. If you have any questions, go check it out. But I would highly recommend adding yourself into the free group right now. Go click on that link in the description. Go download all the free trainings. Honestly, the whole reason why this whole thing started is because when I went through this myself, it was so painful and so excruciating that I didn't want anyone else to have to go through it. And some of these free trainings are so damn valuable. Back then, I would have paid thousands of dollars for. We've had so many comments and emails and posts saying, oh my God, the baseline training was a game changer for me. Toby, I've been doing this now for three months and I'm feeling so much better. My symptoms are decreasing. I've got more stamina. I've got more energy. I'm able to do more things. So, you know, whether you're learning from us and consuming our content through our free format, I'm so stoked. Whether that's in our paid program, I don't really care. Either way, all I want to make sure is that you are moving forwards. You are starting to really implement this work. And that's really what it's all about. Once we implement, we make change and we start to move forwards. Sending you a ton of love. Of course, feel free to consume as much of the YouTube videos as you like. There's so many really, really great ones, new and old. Sending you a ton of love and uh, speak to you very, very soon. All the best for now.